0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Bonus on that last yarn I turned into the sheep.
0: Who knows what he wants, including him? Walk you to the door?
1: Yeah, I'd do that. Some young cub reporter might be waiting to take a bite out of me in transit.
0: What are you working on for the old man, Harkin? Something hot?
1: Big secret stuff. No can
0: talk. Not even to me. I'm working here, you know.
1: <laughs> you never know it. See you later, Ed. Hi, boss.
0: Oh, come in, Harkin. I got an assignment for you. Good. Let's have it. Ever hear of final Vance? Private
1: investigator Par alone? Sure, I've heard of him.
0: Get an interview on him. Something about the cases he's worked on. Ought to make a good feature. Maybe we'll run it as a series on Sundays. That's all.
1: Just like that, I'm to get a story out of Ann. Hmm. My, you know he never talks to reporters.
0: So don't be a reporter. Be a society gal. Be somebody in trouble. Be anybody. Nobody said you had to be a reporter.
1: No, that's right. Nobody did. (laughs) A lot of people tell me I'm
0: not a reporter. But you wouldn't be one of them, would you, Mike? I might, one of these days. Call me and let me know how you make on.
1: Okay, my. Oh, by the way, that yarn I was on this morning. Nothing doing on it. N-G-N-S. No story.
0: What one's that?
1: That thing about the concert pianist, Lillian White, inheriting a half million bucks. She denies it.
0: She denies it, so there's no story? Maybe I should have sent Henderson.
1: Wait a minute, Mike. Keep your top down. Did dig up something on the white gal. Found out she was once married to a man named Joe McGuff. Mean anything?
0: Not to me. Did you knock out what you have?
1: Here it is on his paper. Oh, it isn't much, and you can't use it. But here it is, such as it is. Only I'm telling you now, it's no yarn, it's no nothing.
0: Well, if you got nothing except that she was married to a guy named Joe McGuff, it sure is no story. Okay, leave it, and I'll look it over. Go on now. See what you can find out from Final Vance.
1: Well, I'm on my way. Only from what I've heard of him. I've got an idea he'll find out more about me than I will about him. (laughs)
0: The idea of parking in the middle of a busy street. Move that cab out of there before I give you a ticket. Hey, officer. Officer, i got to talk to you. Come here, please. Hurry. Okay. What's with you and that taxi? Huh? Officer, look in the back of my cab. There's a girl there. I picked her up in front of the bulletin office ten minutes ago. Well, what about it? She's dead. She's been murdered. There's a knife in her heart. <laughs> That's the story, Vance, all of it. The girl was a reporter on a bulletin, and she was on her way to interview you when she was murdered. Interview me? That sounds like a very interesting case, Markham. Not to me, it doesn't. If anybody was murdered because they were on their way to interview you,
2: Vance, murder's getting a little too close to home.
0: Perhaps we'll move our home then, Ellen. What does the district attorney think about that? I'm not thinking about anything, Vance, except this girl's murder and the fact that she was on her way here when she was killed. Uh, generally, you're not concerned with a murder until after it happens. That's true, of course. But before I do anything on the girl's murder, I think it might be an idea to quiet my secretary's fear for my safety. Ellen, up until now, I've done a pretty good job of taking care of myself, haven't I?
2: Yes, Aunt, you have. But it only takes one mistake to bring your average all the way down to zero.
0: Well, I'll try not to make that mistake. Come on, Markham, let's get going. We'll make the newspaper office our first stop... I don't know a better place to pick up some news. Eddie, listen to me. Somebody murdered one of our staff. Reporters have solved crimes before, but this one we've got to solve. I'd like to get my mitts on whoever knocked off Harkins, Mike. She was one of the best newspaper men I've ever worked with. Well, go on, get going, Eddie. There must be some connection with her death and the story she was working on. Well, you'd know what yarn you gave her, Mike. What was the yarn? Nothing at the moment. Nothing but a straight assignment. An interview with Final Vance. Oh, what was she working on before? Nothing. That item about a concert pianist named Lillian White inheriting some money. Nothing important. Nothing. Except that you took that story and put it on page one. What a nice little job you made of it, too. Headline. Is this the story that caused the death of the bulletin reporter? Subhead. Who is this mysterious Joe McGow? Nuts. McGuff. G O U G H is McGow. All right, Eddie, have it your way, only don't be bitter. That yarn treated just that way will be on page one of every paper in the country by morning. They'll all handle the story the same way. It's human interest. Hmm. A story that wasn't even a story becomes front-page news. Only it cost the reporter's life. Think maybe I'll turn in my press card. I know how you feel, Eddie, but forget it. Now, listen. How about to the house where the taxi driver lives? The one that picked up Harkins in front of our building. Get him to say something. Whether he saw anybody get in the cab when it stopped for a light. Anything. Okay, Mike, I'm on my way. Only if the cab driver knew anything, he'd have told the cops. And Riley at headquarters said he keeps insisting he didn't see anyone get into the cab after Harkins got in. The cops let him go at ease. home now. You got the address? Sure, Riley gave it to me. Well, get on your horse and see what you can find out. Okay. Only don't expect me to die just to put my story on the front page. <laughs> to see that taxi driver? Looks like you're doing it. Well, we can't get in, though. Eddie cops have been there since I got here. Where's your press card? I could have left it home. Sergeant Heath's in charge. Heath? Yeah. Heath's on homicide. What's he doing here? Well, Harkin's girl's death wasn't any accident, you know. And if you really want to know what Heath is doing, ask him yourself. Here he comes out the door now. Hey, Heath! What'd he say? Huh? You it? All right, shut up. Shut up, all of you. Okay, quiet. Hey, Heath, all we want to know is whether that cab driver talks. Did he say he saw anybody get in his cab while he was driving the girl? Yeah, what'd you get from I said shut up, and I mean it. The cab driver didn't talk. Much more, he ain't gonna talk, now or never, to nobody. He's dead. What? Yeah, killed the same way as the girl was. You don't know who knocked him off either. <laughs>
2: Long distance
0: is calling. I had
1: your party, sir. Go ahead, senior. Hello, Lil. Yes,
0: who is this? This is Joe, Lil, your darling husband. Remember me?
1: Joe, where are you? What do you want?
0: It don't make hardly any difference where I am. And what I want, well, that don't make hardly any difference either. i just seen the papers.
1: But, Joe... Joe, I don't know how that reporter found out that you were my husband. I didn't tell her.
0: No, I don't suppose you would, hardly. But she found out. Only I don't care about that. I care about a half million bucks you inherited, according to the story. I want in on that though. I'm entitled to it. I'm still married to you. Remember, kid?
1: Joe, that story isn't true.
0: Maybe. Maybe not. Anyhow, I'm hopping a plane in a few minutes, and I'll be in to see you in a couple of hours. Just don't be too surprised when I walk in. I hardly want to surprise you, honey. Hardly. City rooms on the eighth floor, then. Thank you. Well, we're finally on the way to the bulletin office, Vance. Sorry, we were held up. That taxi driver's death didn't help us any, Markham. Apparently, the same person killed Miss Harkins. Find the one murderer, and you solve two murders. Hmm, sounds like bargain day. you know why the taxi driver was killed? I think so, and I think I know why Miss Harkins was killed, too. Well, I'd say she was killed because of a story she was working on. Someone didn't want that story in print, and if that's true... When we see her editor, we'll find out what she was working on and we'll have our suspect. The general idea is a possibility. The cab driver's death is pretty easily explained. He probably did see someone in his cab with Miss Harkins, didn't tell the police, but instead figured he'd try a little blackmail. Oh, when will people learn, I wonder? He won't learn anything anymore, I'm afraid. Well, here's the eighth floor. City in straight ahead. Right. You know that? I think this case is going to give us trouble. I just have that feeling. All cases give us trouble, Markham. In every case we ever work on, somebody has committed a murder they've thought out pretty carefully. In their intelligence lies the extent of the trouble they cause us. And I'm sure our murderer this time isn't stupid. And my hunch was correct. Probably. We'll know very shortly, as soon as we know what story Miss Harkins was going to print. Come on in with me. I beg your pardon. Yes. What is it? I'm Final Vance. This is District Attorney Markham. Yes. Oh, yeah? Uh, oh, hello. Hello, both of you. I'm Eddie Henderson. Can I uh, help you, Vance? Perhaps. I'd like to see the city editor. Where do I find him? Oh, in that office back there, the first one on your right. Walk right in where it says private. Everyone else does. Thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, which desk was Miss Harkin's? That one there. First one you see. Why? I don't imagine we have to explain why, do we, Mr. Henderson? Oh, no, of course not. I'm sorry. Well, i got to get this copy to the boy. Excuse me. Why didn't you tell him why we wanted to see Miss Harkins' desk, Barkham? A very complicated reason, Vance. You didn't tell me why we wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here it is. Now, well, let me see. Every newspaper writer I ever knew kept a carbon of every piece he wrote. Generally, in the top drawer. <laughs> hmm. Miss Harkins was no exception, apparently. There are her carbons. Let's take a look at the last few, just for luck. Nothing on the first one except a note to interview me. We knew about that. Yes, of course. This one? Lillian White denied today day that she had inherited $500,000. Although the Borden learned from authoritative sources that she had. Miss White's famous concert pianist was the wife of Joe McGuff. I've hmm. us hear of him, Markham. McGuff? How do you spell it, man? M C G U F S. No one? I'm not sure. Well, welcome that's the unfinished story every paper in America carried as the last item Miss Harkins wrote. That's the story her killer didn't want finished, I imagine, eh? Perhaps and then again, perhaps not. I'll just borrow this carbon. Now let's see our friend of the city editor. Oh, uh, his name is Abbott. Mike Abbott. Well, so that doesn't tell us anything, of course. It isn't his name I expect will tell us anything. I'm hoping that he will. Hello, Miss White.
1: Eddie. Eddie, what are you doing in my apartment?
0: Talking to you. I mean, I don't know why I'm bothering to... I've done a lot for you in the bulletin, Lillian. But I didn't like what you did to pay me off.
1: Please, Eddie, don't I have enough trouble now? I I don't even know what you're talking about.
0: Don't you? It wouldn't be that you wanted to make sure Myrna Harkins never got any more information about you, would it? And that you killed her.
1: I killed her? He sent it to me with that made-up story about an inheritance that I never got. Couldn't have been anybody but you. Doesn't matter
0: where the paper got the tip that sent Harkins here. What does matter to me is that you wouldn't want any information about your husband, this Joe McGuff, to get out. You see, I just got finished checking, and I found out the racket she's been running. Get out of here, Eddie. Get out of here before I send for someone to throw you out. Who are you going to send for, Joe? And what are you going to tell him? You Aren't you afraid I've got something to tell him, too? This is district attorney, Markham. The Bulletin murder case began when Myrna Harkins, Bulletin reporter, was found stabbed to death in a cab. Final Vance visited the Bulletin office where he talked to Eddie Henderson, reporter, and Mike Abbott, editor. Neither could throw any light on the murder, but the police believe that a story Miss Harkins was writing, and which was later published unfinished, is a clue concerns a concert pianist named Lillian White and her secret and up till now missing husband, Joe McGuff. Bass was on his way to Miss White's apartment when I last saw him. He should be there in a few minutes. What's the matter, Lily? You don't seem hardly glad to see me at all. Hardly. Sorry, Joe. Go back where you came from. I hopped the plane just to look at you, Lily. So stop playing that piano. I want to look at you and that half million bucks. There is no half
1: million, Joe. I don't know where the newspaper ever thought I inherited anything. I didn't.
0: Believe me, I didn't. Maybe not. Anyhow, I'm going to stick around town here to make sure. Hey, that newspaper dame that wrote that story. She's the one got herself killed. That wouldn't hardly be anything you did, Lily. You don't know
1: what
0: you're saying. No? Well, maybe not. Hey, Lil. I've been away a couple of years. I was coming back about this time anyhow to take care of a guy. You wouldn't hardly know nobody named Gregory, would you? Bill Gregory?
1: No. No, I never heard of him, and I wish I'd never heard of you.
0: I like you too, Lily lady. Only I don't hardly like the way you talk to me. Somebody call on you, Lily?
1: I don't know. I'm not expecting anyone. Might be the police. They've been here almost all the time since that story appeared. Okay, Lily.
0: If it's the cops, I'll get out the back way. i got to take care of you. And that Gregory guy. Only it's two different ways of taking care. Be seeing you, Lily.
1: I'm coming. Just a moment.
0: Yes? Miss White, I'm Philo Vance. May I come in?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course.
0: Your company left in a hurry, I presume. I didn't scare him off, did I?
1: How did you know there had been somebody here? Oh,
0: please, Miss White. Don't expect any Sherlock Holmes explanation such as a rubber heel mark on your rug or a burning cigar left carelessly behind. I merely heard voices from outside. Oh, magnificent piano, this. What do you want, Mr. Van? Well, under any other circumstances, I'd want to hear you play. But right at the moment, I'd like to know about a man named Joe McGuff.
1: What the tape is printed about him is true. He's my husband.
0: McGuff, eh? M C G O U G H? Yes. Then the papers had the spelling right. I wondered. By the way, it wasn't he who was here a little while back, was it?
1: Yes, it was. He left the back way. He thought you might be the police. Oh?
0: What's his allergy to police, Miss White?
1: I don't know what he's been doing. He's been away for five years. All I do know is that right now he's looking for a man named Gregory.
0: He's been away five years and Miss Hawkins found out about you and him?
1: He came to interview me when I was out. My maid let her in and she was alone here in the apartment. She might have come across my marriage license, correspondence, anything.
0: They did say she was a good reporter. Miss White, have you any idea where I can see Joe McGuff?
1: No. No, I don't.
0: I haven't either. But I'll find him. You may be unhappy to learn. I think that will be all, Miss Deering. My notes are up to date on the bulletin murder, I believe. Read me the last item again, will you please?
2: Certainly, Van. With the knowledge of the above facts detailed in chronological order, it is very evident to me who murdered Myrna Hawkins, and as a consequence, Arthur Allen, the taxi driver. Well, that's it, Vance. Now tell me, who was it?
0: Who it was, Allen, is secondary in this case to why it was. Wait until Markham gets here, which should be momentarily, and I'll tell you both at the same time.
2: You could dictate it, and then I'll promise not to even look at it until the district attorney gets here. Oh, Allen. I'll wait for Markham. Hello, you two. Well, I am right on schedule. Practically on cue, and I'm
0: glad you're here. Really? Well, that's very complimentary. Vance, I've got some information. Joe McGuff is at the Rex Hotel. He's tracked him down, only McGuff doesn't know that. Good, Markham. That's really good news. It will postpone my announcement, however. I'm going to see Mr. McGuff.
2: Vance, you
0: promised. Yes, I did, Ellen, but I told you the fascinating part of this case was why Miss Hawkins was killed. That's the part I don't know either. But it's the part I'm going to find out now. I could kick you out of here, Vance. You could hardly blame me for that, could you? Hardly? No, I couldn't. You don't seem surprised that I found you with him I heard of you, Vance. I ain't surprised at nothing you do. Then it won't disturb you too much to know that I can find a certain man named Gregory for you. Gregory. You know where he is? I think so. Maybe you are thinking makes it good. Maybe you talk faster than you know. What does he look like? About 45, gray hair, parted on the side, big fellow, big hands, And big bluff. Okay, Vance, you know him. Where is he? First, what do you have against Mr. Gregory? A beef, that's what I have. And he knows I got that beat, And he knows that one day I was going to come and take it out on him. The hard way. So he's afraid of you. He's been afraid of me for five years, ever since he crossed me. And every day of those five years, he ain't hardly slept hardly. On a corner, he knew I'd get him. You think not? Hardly. You oh, know, I'm going to do more than just tell you where Gregory is and what name he's using. I'm going to deliver him to you. How'd you like that? How'd I like it? With bells on, my coat off, and my sleeves rolled up. That's how I'd like it. Hello? Ellen, this is Van. Is Markham still at the office?
2: Yes, he's sitting right here, Vance, and so am I. Only I'm on pins and needles.
0: Rather uncomfortable, I imagine. Vance,
2: I've got to know who killed Myrna Hawkins and why. But I'll settle for one thing now. Were the police right in their original premise that the story about Miss White's inheritance
0: was the reason Miss Hawkins was murdered? You mean was Miss Hawkins killed to prevent that story from being printed? Yes. Mm mm. We've never been more wrong in our lives. That murder was committed in order to make certain that that story appeared. <laughs> Good evening, Mr. Abbott. Huh? Oh, hello, Vance. Where's your star reporter, Mr. Abbott? Mr. Eddie Henderson, I believe his name is. He's out in the city room. You want him? Yes, as soon as I check some facts with you. Yeah? Check away. Mr. Abbott, Myrna Harkin's last story would never have been printed if she hadn't been murdered. Isn't that so? You mean it was no story the way she wrote it? That's right. Suppose it was important to somebody that that story appear not only in your paper, but nationally. It would be impossible unless the person who wrote it suddenly became important. You know, Abbott, I think... I think... I... Oh, come in, Henderson. We were talking about you a while ago. Sergeant Heath. Yeah, Vance? Please come in with Mr. Henderson and stay close to him, will you? Sure, Vance. Anything you say. Come on, Henderson. Vance wants you. What do you want with me, Vance? Eddie, Mr. Vance thinks you had something to do with Myrna Harkin's death. He does? Well, isn't that nice? Now, don't get tough with Vance or I'll wrap you one. Thank you, Sergeant. mention. No mention. Henderson, you knew nobody would print the Lillian White inheritance story the way she wrote it. So you killed her to make sure it would appear. Take him downtown Heath. Sure, Van. Come along, you. Get your Mm -hmm. hands off me, you big ape. I never killed anybody. Come on. Come on. I'll meet you. I'll take care of this character, Vance. Don't worry. Thank you. Don't mention it. Well, so Henderson's a murderer. I can't believe it. Then don't try to. Oh, Mr. Gregory. Yeah? I, I mean... Who? Don't bother with the deception, my friend. I know your name is Gregory, and I know you killed Myrna Harkins. That little byplay play with Henderson just now was to throw you off your guard so you'd answer to the name of Gregory. What does that prove? A lot of things. You said whoever killed Harkins did it so her story would get in the paper. Well, I'm the editor. I could use that story if I'd wanted to. And what's this Mr. Gregory business about? You're Gregory, all right. I described you to Joe McGuff. McGuff? That's right. And it's right that you could have published Miss Harkin's story in your own paper, but that wasn't any good. You had to have a story that would break nationally, so no matter where McGuff was, he'd see it and come back here. I wanted him back here, whoever he is? Most certainly. That was your intention when you first dreamed up the inheritance story for Miss Harkin's to work on. You had the whole thing planned then. Let her write the denial. Then you were to kill her, and her last story would then be page one news all over the country. You wanted McGuff back here so you could kill him before he got you. Hey, hey. Here I am, Vance. Can I take this guy downtown? Please. He's one of the lowest murderers I've ever met. Killing an innocent girl just as a means to bring somebody here where he could get his hands on him. Harkins' innocent? That's how much you know. She knew all about me. The same things that McGuff knew. She'd been blackmailing me for years. Hey, Vance. Vance, tell me. I got to know something. Where did I make my mistake? You were too good a newspaper man, Gregory. Too good a newspaper man, but not too good a murderer. Well, Ellen, any questions?
2: Just one, Van. What pointed to Mr. Abbott or Gregory as the murderer?
0: I'll tell you. When Myrna Harkins wrote the story of Lillian White's alleged inheritance, she spelled McGuff, M C G U F F. Yes. Her editor, who'd sent her on the story in the first place, knew the correct spelling was M C G O U G H. So he changed her copy accordingly. Oh, I get
2: it. And actually, he'd have no way of knowing the right spelling unless he knew McGuff.
0: Correct. He had to change the story to be sure it came to the attention of the right McGuff. Quite well, simple, isn't
2: it? It always is, after you explain it. Vance, you're so wonderful. You Mm -hmm. solved this one, and it was a pretty tough package.
0: Well, let's not discuss packages, Ellen. Let's understand only that this is the end of the Bulletin murder case.